want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, and you know, I'm echoing the same thing that the song is saying, and that is, Lord, we just want you to be glorified. We're not, we're not looking for anything else, not coming in asking for things, but just, Lord, you be glorified. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We just want him to be glorified on, on Sundays at Praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. On Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Bible study. And on Thursdays, we have the men focus group at 6 p.m. And that's a, a open forum to join in and, and have conversation, you know, to exchange dialect uh, regarding whatever the topic is. We certainly want you to be part of that, to join in with us uh, on Sundays at 9 a.m., on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., and on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you can find us on KKLA or 99.5 FM on your radio dial or through the Internet for those that are streaming. You know, I find myself streaming everything uh, radio broadcasts and podcasts and your talk shows and TV shows and different things right through my, my phone, uh, listening to uh, different things that I like to enjoy. And so certainly want to encourage you to uh, not only uh, part, uh, participate in listening, but invite others to join in and hear the word of God, because it, it's about the saving of souls. It's about souls. Nothing more. It, it's not about anything. It's, it's about souls. That's all it is. That's my concern. That is the concern of Cornerstone. Uh, this church, Cornerstone Apostolic Church, uh, is about the saving of souls. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple. I want you to know that the door, church doors are open. You know, I was talking with someone and inviting them to uh, join into service with us. And uh, their first question was, are you having in-house service? Are you back in your building? And the answer to that is yes, we are. And, you know, I was thinking today that the Lord is blessed and there's plenty of space here for, for those that are coming in-house, you know, um, and, and so, uh, we are back indoors as well as online. And so the Bible said they continue daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. You know, um, we're going to go into the word of God tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I want to, as I said, I would, would do. And that is uh, in, send out this 
invitation again, and that is if you're looking for a church home, you know, join us and allow God to be God. That's what we like to say. Allow God to be God. You know, there is power and forgiveness. There's power and love. And certainly I am a recipient of his forgiveness. I'm a recipient of his love. You know, love, Bible said love covers a multitude of fault. And I don't know anyone that, that I could look at that I would say had more faults than I did. And God saved me. He saved me in such a, and did such a, a, a great job as only he could do. My mother looked and said, there must be a God. She got saved. You know, other family members followed right along and got saved and, and to this day are saved. And, you know, when I say saved, I mean that they are living a life uh, holy unto the Lord. Uh, an evangelist has been birthed into the family. A, a deacon has been birthed into the family and, you know, and, and children that are singing, even though they've grown, grown up, they've gone, moved out and they're yet uh, seeking the Lord and participating in, in service and being faithful and calling and talking about uh, the service and how much they enjoyed and what they've received from the Lord. And certainly we just thank God because that is a result of him saving. What can God do through you if you just allow him to be who he is? And that is God. And so I want to join, want to invite you to join in with us uh, on Sundays at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You know, join in with us and as we uh, journey, this is a pilgrimage. And so as we journey through the word of God, you know, I want to direct your attention to Genesis, to Genesis, the, uh, the first chapter, and we're going to read the first through the fifth verse, Genesis, the first chapter. We're going to read a few verses from there. And before we go there, before we go into the word of God, I just want to play a little bit of this song. And I want you to remember that all the songs that are played uh, are certainly belong to the artists and their producers. You know, they, it, uh, they are copyrighted and they belong to them. We certainly are not selling anything as far as the music, um, you know, but we're just experiencing and worshiping and understanding and, and loving God through song and praise. Uh, we're lifting our voices up to magnify him. So I just want to play a little bit of this and, and then we're going to go into the word of God.
I was just going to play a little bit of that. <laughs> so I had to um, get a towel to wipe my brow because hey, that kind of rhymed a little. But anyway, as corny as that might have been, um, you know, I, I left I left some stuff in the car. And so I had to run into the back room and grab something right quick. But uh, we're going to go into the word of God. And, and my prayer is that you have your day is going well. You know, if you are not, if you are experiencing something right now, you want to request prayer. I want you to know that that you can comment in uh, into this broadcast. You can comment in, you know, you can say, hey, and no one wants to know all your business or anything like that, the details of stuff. But, you know, it never hurts to say pray for me. You know, we believe in prayer. Matter of fact, I instructed the church. Uh, about a week or so ago to text somebody, get somebody on the phone right after service and pray for them. And we're going to keep doing that ministry. The purpose of the church is about ministry, just ministry. And that's for everyone that is part of the church. It's about ministry. That's why uh, uh, the writer, uh, the apostle said that we are ambassadors for Christ. It's about ministry. It's about representation. And, you know, and we are the commercials for the Lord. We live. That's why he says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. For this is our reasonable service. Somebody's going to see that and they're going to ask, why do you have such a fantastic lifestyle? Now, they may not ask in those words because they may have heard something on the news that was not fantastic. They may have met someone that said, I am a believer and they're acting in an unbelievable way, you know, but when they do meet you and they see that there's something different about you, that's something meaning Christ and they're just not able to put their finger on it at that moment, the, the word of God tells us to be ready to give an answer for our hope and what we believe. And, and so we want to do just that. We, and we employ that into our life because this is a lifestyle. Genesis, the first chapter, uh, beginning at the first verse, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your word this evening. Oh God, we just pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord, to uh, to minister your word, uh, Lord God, and, and most of all, to live your word, Lord Jesus, as this goes over the airways live at this moment, Lord God, and those that will be listening to it later, ask that you would bless them, Lord God, that they are Bless their commitment that they've made to you. Open their understanding, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch those that are sick in a bed that cannot be in service because of the ailment or other situations that have them restrained in this moment. Lord, God, I ask that you would remember them, visit them, send your word as you did for the centurion, and heal, bless, as own, encourage, only as you can do, in Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 1, beginning at the first verse, it said, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God created the heaven and the earth. You know, I love those first five words uh, that, that in the beginning, God created. No one else has the 
uh, gets the praise. No one else receives the credit. In the beginning, God created. The second verse says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, light is what gives us perception. It, it, light provides us the ability to see, to hear, to become aware of something. Light provides understanding. Uh, it's an impression that is not, um, that is that is unequivocal. In, in other words, it's not equal to anything. Light, light is great. You know, even in the light, I, I had to laugh at myself because even with the light on, you know, you still stump your toe or it might be a toy. And you saw that toy. You saw your 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 child's toy in the hallway. You knew it was there. And even with all the light that exists, you still stepped on it. But don't get mad at Johnny or don't get mad at Sue or whatever, you know, D, whatever her name is or his name. Uh, Christopher, don't get upset with them because they left the toy there. You know, I found out that toys uh, left laying around uh, by children uh, is is it represents a happy home. It doesn't mean it have to be all over the place, but toys represent a happy home. Kids will feel free to play. You know, then there come a time you teach them the responsibility to picking up after themselves. But it, it's nice. And then there is the adult friendly home that after the children has moved out, then the home become adult friendly. And even with that, you still make uh, with the lights on, you still may bump your toe uh, on the table or chair or or something like that. But the light, the light gives us perception. It helps us to see things. It helps us to understand things and to be aware of what is there. Now, one of my favorite shows, and it's no secret to this, and I, I like uh, certain cowboy movies. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of certain actors, but I like cowboy movies. And, you know, especially um, uh, Kevin Costner, you know, and, and Robert Duvall. But I'm also a big Star Trek fan. You know, my imagination still runs wild, even in my uh, my middle age. Mm -hmm. and, and so I cannot begin to understand how the technology that is portrayed, uh, you know, in going to the stars and seeing the unknown, the vastness of things. You know, man has always been interested in that. And here it is. God is exposing uh, so much of it to us. Now, one of the things and I'm just going to put this out there and that's I can't begin to understand how uh, the technology technology for everything else has been saved. You know, uh, they learn how to build planes. That technology has been saved. We have jets. Uh, you know, everything has progressed to to a super speed, to a super speed. 
but NASA somehow lost the technology for moon for the moon expedition, you know, exploration. Uh, where's that ability at? Uh, at least that's what I heard. It's been lost, and they can't reach the moon again. They fly on the Mars, but they can't land on the moon. Uh, you know, so um, uh, no one has returned to the moon since the Declaration of Success. You know, by seven countries claiming to have made the trip. Uh, now I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And Christopher Columbus discovered, you know, an empty land. Uh, no one was occupying it, and so the English traveler. Uh, named it America. He, he discovered America. You know, it was undiscovered. Nobody was here occupying it when he discovered it. He discovered it. Those that was here did not know what they had. And, and so when he came along, he, he let them know you have America. Listen, just, just food for thought. The universe is all of space and time, the content, including planets, stars, galaxies, and all other forms of matter and energy. You know, the, the Big Bang Theory is the prevailing uh, cosmological description of the development of the universe. Now, I wasn't there and I don't know anyone else that was. However, uh, if God spoke, and there was a big bang and, and things evolved that way, then that's fine. All I know is, is what I believe and what many others believe, and that is in the beginning God created. The universe is everything we can touch. You know, we're standing on this ground right now in this part of the universe. Uh, it's everything we can touch, feel, sense, measure or detect. Uh, it, it includes living things, planets, stars, galaxies, dust clouds, light, and even in time. Uh, before the birth of the universe, time, space, and matter did not exist. It did not exist until God uh, made it exist, until he made it happen. Now, a galaxy is uh, the gravitational bound system of stars, cellular, remnants, uh, interstellar gas and dust. This is what they, they describe the galaxy as in, in dark matter. You know, and this word is derived from the Greek uh, galaxies, uh, a cluster of stars. And so even our planet and everything from wherever distance um, someone else may be at, and, and you don't know someone else is in the distance because you haven't traveled that distance to see. But we know that that as the worlds were framed, now that's open to whatever interpretation that you want to consider and put there. I just know that there that we're not the only world that exists because the Bible said as the worlds were framed, and so we don't know if someone else is looking at us and looking at our little planet and say, "Oh, look at that little star out there on the, near the moon," you know, that has a big ball of fire rotating around it called the sun. Psalms 19, 1 through 6 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night show of knowledge. 
There is no speech, no language where their voice is not heard. So it doesn't matter where you are on this planet. It doesn't matter what your dialect is. It doesn't matter what uh, if you're yellow, red, brown, black, purple, whatever. Uh, when you look up at the sky, when you look into the day, and when you look into the night, it, it has a language of its own that lets you know it is someone that is of superior, uh, sovereign, uh, designing mind created this. It is not just a uh, evolving that occurred. Uh, it didn't occur. And even if you say, well, the, uh, the, the nucleus and the atom and different things that you want to put together and throw into that bucket, that when it came together, uh, it created well, those things didn't exist until someone created that. It didn't just appear on its own. And so the heavens declare uh, the glory of God, the firmness show his handiwork. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them have he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run the race. Nothing stops the sun from rising except the word of God. And that has not uh, come yet, or at least the date and time that it will not rise has not been given to anyone. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the end of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Now, the first light that appears is greater than the sun and all other lights. The light is different and perfectly illuminated. Uh, this does not cast a shadow. This particular light that, uh, that I'm talking about does not create a shadow. There's no shadow. It is when this light appears, it causes darkness to separate. It causes darkness to move out of its way, but it does not cast a shadow on anything. Second Corinthians four and six says, for God have commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then Hebrews 10 and 32 says, but call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated. We are illuminated by the word of God, the same word that was in the beginning that uh, was with God and was God, the same word that created that all things was made by him and there's not anything that was made. The light, that light. And so the third verse says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be light. The light is here. Light represents the unfolding of a mystery. When the light is off and it's dark darkness, you don't know what's there. When the light is on, you know, something about uh, turning the light off. And for those of you that, that have children or maybe it's you yourself, or maybe it's your spouse. I don't know. But, you know, it's something about when you go to turn the light off and and just as it is within the seconds that it dim, you catch something out the corner of your eye and you turn it back on and there's a spider. 
you, you see the spider in the corner. You didn't see it all this time, but as soon as you went to turn that light off, as just as that click went, you saw it. And immediately the light comes back on because you're gonna hunt it down. And if you were uh, like in, in my family, um, you, you know, I would be, uh, it would be a 911 call to me to come and, and, and get rid of it. So light exposes things. It gives us that perception. It gives us that view of things that we don't see when it's completely off. We're no longer ignorant because of this light. We're no longer, can, we can no longer walk and say that I don't understand, I don't get it, I don't see it. You know, there's no, because, because the light has come. The light is, this light is different. It exposes, it forces us into a decision making. John 3, 19 through 21 says, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. How many of you have loved darkness? Don't put your hand up, but all of us would have to put our hands up because there were things that if you were just sneaking in to get a cookie out the cookie jar in the kitchen after being told not to do it, you didn't turn the light on because you was trying to be slick, you know, or if you was creeping, you know, someplace that you should not have been creeping, doing something that you should not have been doing. You didn't want the lights on because you didn't want that exposure. You know, you was trying to go out the window when your parents said don't go nowhere or you was trying to get with somebody. You didn't want that exposure, but light has come. And so men love darkness rather than light because of their deeds. Uh, their deeds were evil. Our deeds were evil. And when we accepted the light, then we changed. <coughs> Excuse me. Then we changed from trying to slip into the darkness and, and then to walking in the light. The Bible said, when you come to the light, walk in it. So when we came to the light, instead of trying to sneak back into the darkness, we accepted the light and began to walk in it. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither come to the light. This is deeds be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Uh, it's important your actions, your actions, my actions, all of our actions, uh, what we do, wrought, meaning what we do, our deeds, are done in the sight of God. What we're doing right now, in our, our this dedicated time. Now I've been looking forward to, to this hour of getting here, having prayer and, and sitting down, talking to the Lord and then, and then uh, greeting each of you that are on right now um, and, and anticipating and thinking about those that will be listening later uh, with gladness, within gladness, because this is being done in the sight of God. And it doesn't just start when you walk through the church doors. It doesn't start at seven o'clock. It's, it's a lifestyle that I am continuing, that you are continually in the presence of God. It's a lifestyle. And you are aware of that. When we, when we try to be slick, we try to ignore and push that out of our mind. But we're constantly in the presence of God. And it's important that you remain in the presence of God. First Timothy 5, 24 
and 25 says, some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment. Okay, so this is where we are. By us walking in the light, then our hiccups, the things that, that this progress that we are in, this process that we are part of and becoming what God has called us to be are, are being judged right now. And then some men's sins follow after. And so you don't want sin to follow after you. You want things to be up front. So you want to be in the light. You, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, that's a good song to sing. But there's also another song that said that, or prayer where we're asking the Lord to shine his light on us. Put your searchlight on us. I've prayed. I've, I've, I've thought about everything that I could think of. But sometimes God brings things to your attention that you need to address. And when he does that, you have to begin to, to pay attention to that. Because if he's bringing it to your attention, then that's something that he's dealing with you on. And you want to deal with it now rather than later. Because it says some man's sins follow after them. You do not want to stand in the presence of God and trying to look all innocent, you know, um, you trying to look like you all that you didn't do nothing wrong, you know, that you that you're pitiful, that you're sorry, you know, uh, for whatever you did do. And behind you is, you know, uh, uh, during the month of December, they always show that 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 fellow with the red outfit on and he's carrying a bag of, of toys uh, uh, behind him. Well, you don't want to be standing in the presence of God with a bag of stuff behind you. Uh, thinking that is hidden, uh, those that sin. And, and so it has to be dealt with. And if it has to be dealt with, then it, it doesn't put you in a good spot. It doesn't put you in a good place. So the Bible said, likewise, also the good works of some are manifest beforehand and they are otherwise cannot be hid. The light has come. The fourth verse said, and God saw the light that it was good. God saw the light. Now he called the light, let there be light. And then he looked at it. He examined the light. It's important to understand the light uh, produced had a particular ability. It, it, you know, it was a transforming light. It, it was a light that provided guidance. God looked at that light and said, this is good. And I don't know how he said it. You know, when I'm listening to, to uh, Bible, you know, the automated Bible uh, on the phone and, and stuff and listening to the word of God and they have the dramatized scenario of what happened. And, you know, they have their own voices and stuff uh, that, that how the Lord may have spoke, you know, and sometimes it's hilarious listening to the different actors but you understand what they're saying and what they're trying to portray and really appreciate it. You know, so I don't know how God said it. Uh, I don't think he said it with a surprise voice that, wow, that's good. No. Or that again, he might've been thrilled and then like, wow, that's good. And I'm gonna go with the fact that he was thrilled at what he saw because he said it, uh, God saw the light that it was good. He saw the light. He saw what he spoke and he said, it is good, it's good. This light was is a transforming 
It provides guidance. This is why the psalmist testified and said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We are changed by this light upon acceptance. When we accept, when we recognize the light, when we believe, we are changed. Refusing to recognize or act in disbelief doesn't excuse anyone. It puts people in a different category. So you see the light is on right now. You see the sun shining. You see the exposure. You know, you reckon you, you, you recognize it, but at the same time, you resist it. And so there are those that resist. Uh, they, they don't want to be exposed. They want to go on to do what they want to do. And so the Bible tells us over in Romans, the first chapter said, for they for the visible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Who's without excuse? All of us. Because now, now he specifically is addressing those that want to ignore the light because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. So uh, being exposed to the light and then trying to walk back into darkness uh, people have to start developing excuses in their minds. They have to start developing reasons. And that's why many times you find people uh, using uh, someone, uh, that imperfect person over there that did something that they thought was against them, or maybe it was directly or indirectly, but that is an, it's an escape. I'm going to use them as an escape goat so that I can, I'm going to have a vain imagination against that person to make an excuse so that I can go back. So I can try to slip back into the shadow of things. It doesn't work that way because but became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened. So see, they don't, they don't slip into the, the darkness that they but their heart becomes contaminated. The heart itself become darkened and professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. It doesn't matter how many verses of the scripture that they may be able to quote. The Bible said that they became fools. They were exposed to the light. They understood the light and, and became vain in their imagination and they became fools. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into image made like to corruptible men, things, statues, images. God never gave permission to the children of Israel and anyone else to create images uh, for the purpose of worship. It, this, is, this is just me, this is me. This, this is Pastor Carl, and I'm just saying I have not found that in the scripture. Israel was told not to bring images out of Egypt with them. Now, they used images when they were the serpents came upon them, and God told Moses what to do uh, for their healing. But other than that, and the medical field still uses that as a symbol of healing, but God never told us to create images and to put those images to affix to fix those images into any place and to look at that as we worship. We're supposed to worship God in spirit and in truth, not statues, not images, not pictures, which are uh, false representations, no matter who you say it is, uh, it is still a false representation. There was no Polaroid, there was no camera, there was nothing to, uh, to take an image uh, of that, um, you know, of the Lord or anyone else. And so I don't believe that was his desire 
uh, because people look how people act now. Look how crazy people get. Now we got a piece of we got some cheese toast and it kind of favored what Jesus would look like. All of that foolishness. And then you have, you know, next thing you know, it went viral. It went all over the news. And that that's this is true because this happened just uh, some years ago. Oh, here's a piece of cloth that have Jesus face on it. And that is no more image of Jesus Christ than than uh, listen anyway. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now, there is something here that we need to need to really consider and spend some time with. And that is God saw the light and that light was good. Now, when when was the last time you looked at something, uh, you know, knowing that you did a good job? You went you went to work today and you put in a full eight hours. You know that you went in and you handled your business. You did a good job. Do you ever stop and tell yourself that you did a good job? You know, maybe you made an investment in something and, and the dividends came in and, you know, you didn't lose, uh, you know, or or did you tell yourself you did a good job? That was that was good. Maybe you mended a, a relationship of some sort or or bless someone, you know, uh, made them smile. Did you tell yourself that you did a good job? Maybe you went and bought something that you needed. You might even been a little afraid to buy it, you know, and because sometimes we, there's something about us sometimes that we don't feel that we deserve to have something nice. And so we don't do it or we don't appreciate what we have. We don't look at it as being good. You need to consider what you have and what you do. You ought to look at your children and say, say, you're good. This is good. Whether you had them in marriage or out of wedlock, they are here. You ought to let them know that they're good. God looked at the light and said it's good. You ought to spread that goodness. You good. You ought to look at yourself and say, I am good. I'm wonderfully made. God made me. Every, you know, I look at us as a people. We're walking on two legs. We have measured feet. Uh, we have the, the foot bone connected to toe bones, connected to foot bone, foot bone, connected to ankle bone, connected to knee bone, hip bone. And here we are perfectly balanced, walking around, not falling, not tilting over, not falling backwards when we stand still or any of those things. Do you know that took something? Well, I'm, I'm ahead of myself and what we'll be going into. But but, you know, you have to think about how great you are. We don't give ourselves credit. And I know that some of it is because of, of things that's been said. You know, someone said you don't have blue eyes. And so your eyes is brown or your, your hair is curlier than mine and all that kind of stuff. You know, this old, this old demonic, 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 venomous culture that, that has been spread throughout the world. That if you're not a certain way or anything like that, uh, that that you are not. And it's not that's not true. You are. God looked at the light and said it was good. You need to look at what you have and who you are and compliment yourself. Give God that glory. Give that glory back to him that you are good. You're good. This is something God wants you to know. And understand, he looked at what he had done and praised it. 
it's good. We need to give praise. Then he did something else. Now, he didn't do anything else until he gave praise until what he had just completed. So for what you are doing right now, you come into the end of your day or if you're starting your day. By the time you first of all, when you get up this morning, first thing I did, I was like, Lord, thank you. This is a day that you've made. I'm, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm good. You, you just woke me up. I can give you more praise. I'm good. Thank you for your goodness. And I'm going to be good in this day. This is something that we should continue to do. And that is give God the praise and all that we do. Now, uh, mm, 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 mm. bless your Lord. And then we'll move on to doing something else. Our accomplishments that we make. Don't look at the glass as being half empty. You need to look at it as being half full. Even if it's a quarter full, you have something, it's not empty. Let's stop looking at things as being so empty that we forget and don't look at what we have. Now, I want you to think about the, the woman, the Shunammite woman that we talked about on Sunday. Uh, her husband had passed and she didn't have very much, but she had a container of oil and her sons were being threatened. And the prophet told her to go and borrow from everyone, not a, not a little. He said, borrow a lot. Go and get as many containers as you can. If that means collect going to 100 people, you go to 100. If you can get to 200, you go to 200. But collect. And that little bit of oil did not run out as she filled up those other containers. Can't you see her rejoicing? Now, the first thing before we even get to that, he asked her, what do you have? Look at what you have right now and be grateful. Look at what you have right now and say, man, this is good. Look at what you have. Don't measure it. Look at what you have and be grateful and say, this is good. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Start giving praise to what you do. We act reluctantly in this area because it's not been talked about much. You know, the Bible said that that we'll, we'll testify and tell of the goodness of God and the humble will hear thereof and be glad. So we need to be telling of the goodness of what's going on, you know, and, and sharing with others. God's good. He's good. And, and so uh, expressing and appreciating doesn't exclude glory and honor unto the Lord. It wasn't until David was under great distress that he began to think and then rethink. Um, he began, to, and I believe that David may have even talked to himself. You know, we, we've been told, don't talk to yourself, don't answer yourself. Uh, you better talk to yourself. You better, you better say something to you. People will say, don't, don't, don't ask God questions. You know, that's going to get you in trouble. That's not true. That's not what the Bible teaches. Uh, There's sometimes when God speaks, you just obey. But when when the Lord told uh, Mary that she would be found, with, when Gabriel was sitting with that message, he asked, well, uh, how will I know this? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a virgin. I, I've never been um, intimate with anyone. And he explained to her that was a legitimate question. When he went to uh, went to the temple and, and talked to Elizabeth's husband, Zachary, 
and told him, he was like, how can this be? I'm an old man. And, and uh, he couldn't talk for the next nine months because he questioned what Gabriel was saying instead of rejoicing in what was being told to him. So see, uh, the, you have to think about it. Don't, don't be, but understand you can talk and ask and ask questions. Abraham asked the Lord, if you find, if you find a few good men, and I'm just going to paraphrase it with that, will you still uh, pass judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah? And, and so David was under great distress and he may have talked to himself. The Bible said he encouraged himself. So he was thinking, he was saying something to himself. First Samuel 30 and six says, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because when they came back from fighting, when they got there, everything was gone. The grandparents was gone, the children was gone, their wives was gone, and then they was mad. They were hot. And, and so uh, the people was grieved. The people was grieved and, and every man for his son and his daughters, David, but the Bible said David encouraged himself. David had to walk away from the whole situation and go someplace and, and, and think about it. And the scripture said he encouraged himself. How did he encourage himself? He began to think. He began to recall some things. You're going to have to think and recall. But I want you to do it before you feel stress. Do it now. Don't wait until you're in a stressful situation. But do it now. Get into this practice now as we have uh, talked about the, the, the resetting of the time, have, as we have talked about uh, what God is going to do, uh, you know, and, you know, and that he, he said it and that settles it. Uh, you have to walk with that frame of mind and we'll, we'll deal more with that later. But I, I'm coming to, I'm coming to a close here. And so first Thessalonians 5, 6 and 18 says, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The lights are on. Praise him. Uh, praise him. Praise is what we do. Praise him in all that you do. Embrace the word and uh, watch the difference. Don't think it's corny and ignore what I'm saying. Don't wait and, and, and you know, and um, wait for something big to happen. I'm going to wait until something big happen and give God praise. No, give him praise right now in every little thing, in everything. Most of all, I'm going to tell you again, speak to one another. I thank God for you. You know, let him, your, your husband, ladies, let your husband know. Uh, husband, let your wives know. Those of you that are dating and, and you're sincere, you're sincere in a relationship, you're going to counseling, you know, you're following what God has, has ordained, you know, you ought to tell, I appreciate you. I thank God for you. You're going to be my, my praise. I'm going to be your covering, you know, and I'm going to be a great covering for you. Speak those things. When you look at what you have, your accomplishments, what you're driving, what you're, what, be grateful for that. Thank God for it. I am grateful and give praise unto, unto God. We're not saying give praise to the things. God looked at the light. And he saw that it was good, mighty God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your word this evening. Lord God, we know that the light has come. 
And we just want to honor you, Lord God, because we're walking in the light. Lord God, we can see. Our perception is clearer than what it was when we was in darkness. And so we thank you for the light. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us into this marvelous place, Lord God. And the fact that as we see, we're going to mirror, we're going to mimic what you have said and what you've done. And that is everything that you saw as you begin to, to move as you have called things and, and beginning that you created, as you moved upon the face of the deep, Lord God, and now you have called the light and you looked at the light and you said it was good. We're looking at the light. We've been enlightened this evening, Lord God. And so we want to tell you, thank you. Lord God, we want to give you that glory and honor, Lord God, for what you have done for us and what you're going to do in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Be blessed. Bless someone else. Let somebody know it's all good. It's good. It's good. It's good. We'll be back on Lord Say the Same Sunday. You'll want to tune in. Tell somebody to join in and listen in because there's something to be said.